everyone, and welcome to Plotty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail with all the necessary and appropriate backlash. On one side of the table, we have Chump Slap. Over the years, I've come to regard you as a friend, a brother even. I would do anything for you. I'd eat a donut. I'd even jump on a trampoline. And on the other side of the table is Dr. Scientist. Dude, KFC is giving away double downs. Just giving them away. <laughs> My name is Papa Scotch, (laughs) and as I always say, a person can fit through there. A person can definitely fit through that window. A small person, an attack child. (laughs) Welcome to Plotty Time. That one egg was 40 eggs? That's a big fucking pile of garbage. I'm the farting demon in this relationship. I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an embarrassment. God, I'm awesome. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something. Like a dick piercing? (laughs) No, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. How could that be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. If you want cheese, you get a milk. You're waiting for me. No, I can hate on it. It sucked. Boners. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Plotty Time. This week we are sponsored by Cobra Kai Dojo. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah, I forgot about doing this bit in the first episode of the season. Yeah, that was going to be my thing. Can we say that legally? Can we legally say anything? This is America. Probably. <laughs> That's <laughs> all right, whatever. <laughs> okay. This this episode's not sponsored by a fictional dojo. I'm sorry. Oh. So Dr. Scientist, what have you been playing, watching, doing? What's going on with you this week? But I watch yeah. Well, I guess what I watched, uh, Leave the World Behind. Get the oh, fuck how out. was it? What'd, What'd you, you think? think? It was okay. Uh, it was fucking really freaky at some parts. Yeah. It's a little fantastical. I mean, and I can see why people were upset at the ending. I think it would be probably a lot better if you read the book, because the, then it would be, I don't know. It's weird to end like that in a in a movie. It is. And I think a book would be all right, because it was a book. But Did you see a Trump slap? No. Okay, then I don't want to get too far into the yeah. end. But go ahead. I'm not going to fucking watch it. I mean, a lot of the stuff was... If I do, you're not going to ruin it for me because I'll forget. I don't nice. know. Sci-fi, even though it wasn't... I don't like how nothing is explained. But I guess that's the whole point of the thing. I love that shit. They don't explain much at all. Yeah. No, but I, I, I liked the movie. I liked... Um, I thought it was really funny how the little girl had that obsession with seeing the last episode of Friends. Yeah, that was the only thing that had any kind of conclusion to it. Yeah, is the because uh, it was the dumbest thing. Yeah, like it was, but it was like uh, for her, it was a return to normalcy after all this crazy shit was happening. Yeah, but when the son started losing his teeth, I was freaked out. I did not like that. Yeah, at that all. was weird. And the deer, like all the deer together. Why the fuck did that happen? Well, that sounds yeah. neat. I kind of want to watch it now. <laughs> okay, we'll stop getting into spoiler <laughs> territory. Um, I liked it. I thought it felt really weird. And if you watched Mr. Robot at all, I don't know if you guys have. Yeah, I did. I watched yeah, yeah. like three seasons of it. It definitely had that same feel of like, this is the real world, but not exactly. Like, this is someone telling you a story about the real world, which I know is the concept of movies. Well, but- like the deer and the kid's teeth falling out were like a little bit too sci-fi for me in this story. Yeah, I could see that. Like what? They, they dropped leeches all over that would infect people and make their teeth fall out? Get the hell out of here. I thought that was due to the sound thing. Oh, I thought it was because he got bitten by those leeches out in the woods. Oh, we all got to oh, watch right. and talk else about did. it next week. Yeah. yeah, uh, Or maybe the sound thing was, uh, that was Kevin Bacon's theory. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's true or that's what happened, but. <laughs> Kevin Bacon yeah. wouldn't lie to us. It was, so, it was just Kevin Bacon playing a character. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't actually Kevin Bacon oh. as himself. Okay. Wouldn't that be great if they just put the camera on Kevin Bacon? It's like, what is this for, a movie? <laughs> but it was good. I liked it. Yeah, watch it. Uh, I also watched season two of Good Omens. Oh, I forgot that came out. Yeah, so did I. 
Nice. How is it? It's good. okay. It's not nearly as good as the first one. Was well, the first book. season good? Well, the book is amazing. The first season was good. But Terry Pratchett's dead, so I think maybe the second season was only written by Neil Gaiman. I don't know exactly. I should have checked that out. Maybe you didn't even write the second season. But yeah, it's I a little, it's a little, I mean, it's good. It's just not as good as the first season. It's off. Yeah. I got you. It's missing something that the first season had. Right. I'll tell you what, though. I am loving the fact that there are TV shows that are like, I'm just going to take three years or four years off. Yeah, just and then come, come out when they season. can. Like, like uh, Fargo does that, too. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. There's excellent actors in it, too, as fucking David Tennant and uh, John Hamm. Mm-hmm. Love John Hamm. Can't remember who the guy's name who plays Aziraphale. But, uh, yeah. Don't know what I have it right in front of me, and I can't find it. Oh, Michael Sheen. Yeah. Yeah, he's in, he's been in a billion fucking things. Yeah. Nice. But, I mean, it's good. Watch it. Watch the first season, too. Might, I think I might have to start from the beginning, because it was 2019. I don't. I barely remember. Yeah, what that was a totally it's, different life. It's, you don't need... I guess you don't really need to watch the first one to get this. Watch the second season. You, you'll know who some of the characters are. I mean, all you really need to know is Aziraphale and Crowley. I mean, yeah, they're the, they're in the entire thing. Yeah, and that they averted the apocalypse in the first one. And then again, you have all you need to know for the second season. Oh, yeah, I love... Oh, that was the whole thing, right? Like, where uh, they're like, the apocalypse coming, and he's like, oh, this is awesome. And it's like, but is it? Like, you'd lose this whole life. And he's like, ah, you're right. This would suck. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, Fail and Crowley are both kind of, like, ostracized to Earth. One's an angel, one's a demon. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of been, like, together since creation, like, running into each other and doing things. I definitely saw this first episode, but I just never finished it. And then when the, yeah, when the apocalypse is going to happen in the first one, Crowley's like, man, I don't want to end up in hell. It's boring there. <laughs> Right. And then he has to fight angels. He's like, I don't really want to do that. Yeah, because they're like, then the Earth will be gone. Be yeah. Gone. yeah. All right. But it's good. Watch it. It's old. Uh, I also, over the break, finished Alan Wake. Oh, started shit. Oh. Finished it. The remake. Yes. No kidding. What did you think? It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess. Did you get annoyed by losing your guns every no, transition? Not at all. That's bullshit. You guys are fucking <laughs> It does crazy. happen all the time. <laughs> it, yeah, it happens at the end of every chapter. Yeah. Um, I did like the story. I kind of wasn't sure which one was real. I assume it's Alan Wake, but I wasn't sure if Thomas Zane wrote him into a thing or Alan Wake wrote Thomas Zane or if it's just kind of a mix of two. It doesn't matter. I think you're supposed to think that when you made it. That's why they made this. I guess playing the second one and control together, you probably figure out which one's real, which one's actually (laughs) doing the writing. I played all of them and I still don't quite understand what happened. (laughs) (laughs) No, I watched some videos, too, about it, and it said that, like, you could tell that Alan Wake actually wrote Thomas Zane more into it, because Thomas Zane's writings become more like Alan Wake as the story goes on and stuff like that. That makes more sense. Mm. Because I thought for a long time that Thomas Zane wrote in Al. Thomas Zane was the one with the actual power, and he wrote in Alan Wake. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, That was not the case. Right, right. Yeah. I think they're both real, but Alan Wake made Thomas Zane more mythical than he was. None of them are real. (laughs) Just blew your minds. No, no, the people in the town, like the the metalheads and uh, yeah. Odin and Thor, they refer to him as Thomas as wake to wake as Thomas. Yeah, I know, but that's part of the story. So, that, okay, yeah. so what he's writing comes becomes real to everybody else, but not him necessarily. Is like that he's the Lords still, of Asgard. Yeah, they released a vinyl recently, <laughs> the best of. Does it have the lady in the? I think it has every light. song from. That's not that on it. No, but I did like it. Uh, I don't think I would have liked it if I played it before I played Control. I think I would have been annoyed. Really? Yeah, because a lot of it is kind of retconned into Control. Yeah, yeah I could see that. With like objects of power and stuff. Like the clicker and stuff would have just annoyed me. Yeah, they, but 
Yes. No, you're you're absolutely correct. It's just kind of like Control put a name to the things that Alan Wake was doing. Yes. Because things like this, the altered world events happen elsewhere. My favorite is still the fucking the light switch. Not the clicker, but the the pull string that was just in a closet. Yeah. The powers of three that probably the Ocean View Hotel. Yes. Yeah. That that's my favorite one. Because they they said some kid fucking found it and just teleported away to God knows where. Yeah. It's awesome. That's an awesome They're all story. they're all it's all control is really good. I did like Alan Wake too. But uh, I then I also played, I started to play the DLCs that okay. came with the expansion. There were DLCs to Alan Wake? Yes. They were released fairly recently, oh, I guess, I to go into Alan Wake 2. No, I shouldn't say fairly I recently. I know Probably they like five existed, but I don't remember playing them. It was American Nightmare. Wasn't there something else? But yeah, well, that one's not in it. It's, okay. This is another one. Oh. It's the writer and something else DLC. There are two DLCs that kind of tell the story. But American Nightmare is one. That's a story of when Alan Wake gets pulled into the dark place. Something from the dark place replaces him. And it's kind of just like Alan Wake, but a serial killer. That's American Nightmare. Okay. That sounds neat. Uh, I think they mention it in parts of Control in the background. but They mention it heavily in Alan Wake 2. That's kind of the whole fucking story of Alan Wake 2. Okay. But then these DLCs are more of like Alan Wake losing his mind and trying to get his mind back while he's in the dark place. And I was playing them. And there's parts of it where like Alan Wake is like on TV and like just saying rambling weird shit. And it's happening too. He's like, and now all the guys revived and had guns again. And then all the enemies reappear. Right. But the thing I didn't like about it is think about the most annoying fight from Alan Wake and then double the amount of enemies and make them invisible. And that was like what you're dealing with in the uh, DLC. And I was like, I'm sick of dying. I just stopped playing it. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't turn it down easy. That was easy. That was oh, the, normal, really? the normal. I played the whole game on normal. That's crazy. And then the DLCs, I don't think had difficulties. But. I don't think so. They're called the writer and the signal. Yeah. And I apparently did play them because I have all the trophies for the signal and like four for the writer. Hmm. I don't really remember. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, yeah. But there, there, were, there were part. There's like a, I played through maybe like two hours in the first hour and like a half. I died maybe a dozen times at fights, maybe once or twice. And then I got to this part in the woods and Alan Wake chimes in in the background. He's like, and then all the enemies were invisible. And I, then I couldn't even see any of the enemies. Oh, God. Okay. And I was trying to shine my flashlight to cash them. And then I'd get hit by four guys behind me. <sighs> Is there like, also a section of that where you get in a car and drive around? That was You do that in the game. I don't know if you... I yeah. didn't do it in the DLC. I think I remember it from the DLC. I might not have played it far enough, though. Well, you can constantly just pick up Because I, like, I died like eight times in the forest. I'm like, that's it. Done. Yeah, that's annoying. I'll watch a video about the story. <laughs> there you go. That's all I did. Cool. For this week. Papa Scotch, why don't you tell me something you did? Well, I got something on my list here that's named Boo. B-O-O, like boo, you know? <laughs> and uh, I don't fucking remember it at all. Was it a movie? Was it supposed I, to be It coo? was a movie. Had to be No, a no, movie. no, it was boo. And I remember we pulled it from the movie bowl. Oh, you don't remember the movie, I, though? I don't remember it all. I'll have to come back to that. Glad I mentioned it. But I also watched a movie called The Power, which was about, I think it took place in the 60s in a, like, a, I don't, the, a Catholic hospital, I guess, that they have those. Yeah. Yeah, why and, uh, they? The one uh, girl, the one woman is just starting out her shift as a nurse. It's like her first fucking day. And like all the other nurses are like super catty. Like everyone is just vying for power and pieces of shit to each other. And uh, so then she speaks out of turn to one of the doctors and the the main the head nurse basically is like, you are now going to work the night shift for the first time ever. Because it is England in the 60s. And to save power, we're going to shut off all the power of the city for all night. What was the name of this? Power. The Power. I swear I saw this. It sounds a lot like that one where they were in the police station and then she had to be there overnight by herself. 
It's similar. It, oh, sorry. It takes place in 1974. It's on Shutter. And uh, since the striking miners switch off the power across Britain, inside the walls lurks a terif- terrifying presence that threatens to consume her and everyone around her. And it turns into a ghost movie because it's right, in the dark. Yeah. I remember this. And they keep fucking with her and she keeps fighting people. And it was good. I liked it. It was very creepy. And I always like myself a period ghost story. Yeah. Period pieces are fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, Shudder's doing some interesting things. So check out that area. Uh, the power was good. And then I watched, um, it's an episode of Black Mirror, mm-hmm. but it's called mm-hmm. Demon 79 from the newest season. Mm-hmm. Anybody? Yeah. Anybody yeah. That's the last I, one from the new season. I never saw any of them. With, uh, I can't remember what the name was. Uh, the wife had never seen it, so we watched it together, and uh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's, it is. It's a, about a, a woman who is uh, works at a shoe store, and one day a demon comes to her, because <laughs> she, she pulls like... It looked like she was in the basement eating her lunch, and there was this thing that looks like a domino. Okay. And it's like, a, and she got some blood on it, and she unlocked a demon, and the demon comes in, and the demon's like, hey, you have to kill three people over the next three days, or the world is going to end. Oh, that's fucking neat. It is pretty, it's pretty cool episode. It's pretty cool. And then the demon uh, is like, oh, God, you're terrified by how I actually look. Okay, I understand. So I'm going to change into a form you know, and it's like a lounge singer from the 70s. <laughs> nice. In like this crazy, like puffy white coat. And right. he's like talking to her and working her through this whole area, and he can disappear and reappear, and no one can see him type situation. Like he it's wants fun. her to kill three people? Well, he's going to destroy the world if she doesn't kill three people. In three days. He's not going to. The, de- the yeah. whoever, whatever omnipotent force oh, so is going to. kind of doesn't want the world to go either. Is he helping her or just telling her? No, no. It, it's like his assignment. Okay. He's there to assist her. He's not there to like torment or scare her. Yeah. Okay. But he's like, yeah, the world's going to be on fire. And she's like, that's bullshit. It's like, let me show you what it looks like. And he touches her forehead and she looks like her eyes glaze over and she sees it all happening. Neat, neat. And it's, it's pretty cool because you don't know if she's crazy or if this is really happening. But right. yeah, some really good episodes of Black Mirror in the new season. And then I watched the final season of Letterkenny came out, and I watched that. How many seasons do they have? Like 12? 15? They have 12 or 13 seasons, but they're six episodes that are like uh, 20 minutes long. Okay. So it's not like back in the day when there were 22 hour-long episodes of something. Still won't watch it. Um, it's fantastic. One of the best shows on TV ever. They ended it pretty open, so I'm assuming they'll come back and do like specials. Yeah. Or like kind of like movies or something. Make a movie Kinda, here yeah. There. I think that's what they'll do. I don't think they closed the book on that world. And I think they're going to make more spinoffs because Shorzy was such a success in Canada. Right, right. And then I wanted to say this when you brought up John Hamm earlier. But if you like yourself some John Hamm, you need to watch the newest season of Fargo. He's in it? Oh, he's in it. Oh, fuck. Let me say two little words at you. Nipple rings. Sold. The newest season was fantastic. It had Juno Temple who plays this woman who she's just at like a, like a town hall or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it got heated and there were a bunch of fights and like a bunch of people got arrested. So she got arrested and booked. And then um, her husband from 10 years ago, who is a terrifying sheriff played by John Hamm with nipple rings, finds her because she had run away a decade ago and disappeared. So now he's trying to get her back. Oh yeah. That's going to work. John Hamm. Mm-hmm. Check it out. It's awesome. The kid from uh, stranger things is in it too. Steve. Plays his son as oh, like a nice. over aggressive sheriff's deputy dickhead, and he's really good in it. A lot of people are really good in it. Check that out. All right. And then what I play? Um, I finished Alan Wake too. I, I finished you that up. Chell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did play Chell too in there, but I just want to talk about. No, Alan I thought Wake you said you were going to finish it. Oh yeah, Alan Wake too. Was it good? It was great. It was really great. It uh was very interesting because half the game takes place in the dark place. 
mm-hmm. and half the game takes place in the quote unquote real world with a character you're not sure like you play as both of them and you can switch between the two and and play like throughout their missions mm-hmm. um and they interact briefly in cutscenes and then at the end they come together but it is uh it's really good we go back to the town it's very it's very much more open worldy and uh the enemies are much harder even if you have it on easy they're there's whole sections where the enemies are just not visible. That's it's the most annoying part of Alan Wake is the fights. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. There, there's When you go into Alan Wake's dark place, um, this isn't much of a spoiler, but one of the levels is like a recreation of New York City, which is completely empty. It's just like a couple blocks that you run around and do stuff. And uh, in that world, throughout all of it, are just completely invisible. They can't, Like, if you... See the background, you see through them, they distort the space. So I guess they're not completely invisible, but they're difficult to see. Predator invisible. Yeah. Yeah, but they, you, if you run into them, they'll throw you to the ground, then that's it. And then you have to like run around them or you can shine the light on them and blow them away. They don't like kill you. They just throw you around. They're just kind of annoying. Yeah. But great game. Really great game. Um, Glad I played it. Fucking weird. Uh, Story was good. I don't know. Maybe someday we'll talk about it. But it was quite good. It was a really, really worthy successor. And I like the fact that, you know, it's been 10 years since the last Alan, since Alan Wake 1 came out. And all the characters, everything, like, progressed 10 years. Like, it's in real time. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. But yeah, good game. Check it out. So how about um, um, you there, Sir? Wait, no. Yes, yeah. Sir what, Chump Slap's up? up. Wow. Sir Chump Slap. Slap top. What have you been playing, <laughs> watching, doing? What's going on with you? Chop Slap. Chop Slap. Chop Slap. Chop Slap. Slap Chop. Slap Chop. Uh, what's, go- what's going on with me? Well, you know I me, mean? just doing stuff, hanging in there, playing Word. some video. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What'd you play? Well, I saw that Tiny Tina's Wonderlands was free, so oh. fired oh. that baby up. Is it good? Yeah, man. It's fucking Borderlands. It's awesome. I haven't played one in a minute. It's been a long time. Yeah. It's fun when you go back to that world and you're like, oh, yeah, it's, this is why all the reasons I liked this. Yeah. And this time I just went, blazed through the story, and uh, I have... I like how all the missions level up with you in this one. Yeah. And all the yeah. enemies, everything just levels up with you. Well, awesome. they kind of did in Borderlands. No. If you if got you a pick, mission. If you got you them didn't. early, it was. but if you, did, if you wait till later. It was yeah, you then. can grab them all right away and they mm. just level up with you. It's pretty nice. But yeah, it's awesome. So much to do. So much to explore. Love exploring new lands. Trying to find all the fucking 20-sided dice. It's pretty good time. Pretty good time. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought the weapons being like. Some of them were crossbow, like automatic crossbows and stuff like that. I thought would be kind of lame, but it all worked really well. Yeah. I mean, they still work as guns. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. But that's all I really played. Beat it. Now I'm going to go back through. I just reached reach max level. So now it's time oh. to grind. It's time to grind, bud. Yep. Got to get the drops. Hell yeah. I think the, the only trophy I don't have is the unlock all the weapon upgrades and i it, it, i'm so far off with money that there's no way i'm ever gonna play that game for another 70 hours to farm money yeah it's like the weapon upgrade slots are so expensive well i think it's like and i could be wrong about this but i think when they first came out they had fewer levels oh i believe and that. like as time went on they added levels so but you still have to get them all for the trophy to pop. So it's like. Yeah, skewed. I have all mine up to like 750,000 for the next level. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it goes I up. Think I, I think I had like, how many are there? 12 maybe. And I think I had like eight maxed out and the other four aren't even close. And I'm like, there's no way I'm ever going to. Yeah. Barely worth it. Well, not worth it at all. But yeah. Game's still great. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> it's a great game. Fun time. I like the spells instead of the yeah. grenades. That's neat. That's fun. I, they, I think they did a really good job on adapting it to that format. Yeah, but it was. I found it annoying 
because you have like six slots for like rings and necklaces and shit. Mm-hmm. So weapons don't drop that often. You know what I mean? No, comparatively, no. They yeah, don't. it's kind of weird, but especially when you're like, my guns are underclassed. I need to find a new gun. You have to farm three times as much just to get something. But yeah, farming's what's what it's all about, man. Loot, bro. It's all about the loot. Yeah, give me the loot. But then, then I watched a couple things. Uh-huh. Watched the classics again. Watched the Burbs. Nice. Mm-hmm. Always a good choice. Watched Groundhog's Day because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that was just around yeah, the time was, of yeah. recording. I. We also watched it on Groundhog Day because it had been years since I've seen it. It must be like five, ten years since I've seen it. Yeah, I don't think it holds up anymore, man. I don't know. It's not funny or it's a love story. I, I, I definitely still like it, and there, there are Bill Murray moments that still make me laugh, but I know what you're saying. It's very sappy. Yeah. Fucking Harold Ramis wrote it, right? Yeah. May yeah, rest in guy. peace. Yeah, amen, brother. But yeah, he could have wrote a better movie. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's fucked up. But then I watched Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Man, that movie's terrible. Dude, I still fucking like, I laugh at it a lot. There's so many stupid fucking things. Well, just because you laugh doesn't mean it's not terrible. <laughs> no, I, to me, that makes it okay. a good movie. I mean, it can be terrible and still fun. Like, yeah. Like well, plenty of movies like that. I don't know. I like it. I it, haven't seen it. God, it's been 15 years. Yeah, at least a decade. Yeah. Well, it's probably just nostalgia hits from like, oh, I remember that. That was funny. Yeah, I remember that. But who cares? What I enjoy the fuck it. is the internet? <laughs> <laughs> All those fucks. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to eat the shit that we made them eat. I remember that. <laughs> They're going to shit out their shit and we're going to make them eat that shit. Yeah. See, it's stupid. It's funny. It's a good time. It's a good time. I'll give it that. <laughs> Absolutely. Phantom's like a motherfucker. I say that quite a, way too many times. <laughs> yeah, actually. You do say that. I've I do say that say way that. too many times. And- I still haven't seen like anything. Like I haven't seen uh, Clerks three. I haven't seen the uh, reboot thing. Clerks three. I haven't is seen a anything. Downer. Because Clerks one wasn't. <laughs> well, no, it's it's just real. It's just a sad sack thing. It's just everyone be sad. But yeah, I don't know. Watch it if you want. I mean, it's is it Clerks good? two sucked. <laughs> I yeah. don't. It. All right, Clerks three. It's Dante and Randall, and they decide to make. Clerks, like the, the, the movie? original movie, okay. yeah, about their life and how, yeah, it all just comes like full circle and weird because they're old now and stuff. But yeah, it's it's all right. It's not great, but it's it made me cry. I'm not gonna lie. Hmm. I don't know. Kevin Smith has been annoying me too much to watch his movies anymore. Eh, yeah, it's ever since he got skinny, he's yeah. just not as he's, good. Yeah, <laughs> he's real pretentious, stuck up. I don't. Like he him. always was though. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Maybe I'm just older and it annoys me more. Probably. You get annoyed by a lot of things more yeah. now, scientists. Even I, in the I was, five years, six years we've been doing this. I, I was always annoyed. I just <laughs> hit it better. <laughs> now he doesn't give a fuck. Anyway, speaking of old people, I watched this this new movie. You guys hear about The Beekeeper? <laughs> no. I've heard of it. I've, Jason I've, I don't know anything about it. I've heard of All it. All right. You sold me. I don't know what the fuck they were going for with this movie. I don't know if it's to scare old people. Okay. Or because like... This lady gets taken by a, an internet scam. She loses all this money. She loses like $3 million. That's okay. not even a lot of money. It, it's good. Well, it wasn't hers. She okay. lost like $2.5 million for a charity she ran. Okay. Oh, okay. And she decides to kill herself. And Jason Statham decides to enact revenge. And he's a beekeeper, which is... It, yeah, it says it's a clandestine yeah. operative of some powerful It's family. some operative agency that works outside of 
any other agency. You know what? The fucking cover for it makes me think it's like a super, super sci-fi thing. Like him made of bees. No, but he's an actual beekeeper in the movie oh, too. He okay. makes honey and shit. It'd be so much cooler if he was made of bees, but. And then it's, there's a whole thing with like the president's kid. I don't know if they was trying to be like a satire and I don't know what it is, uh, but it's, it's worth a watch. All right. If you like action, okay. there's some wild fucking murder scenes where he goes crazy on people. Fucking mini drivers in it and Felicia Rashad. Yeah, man. And the guy from fucking Hunger Games. I can't think of his name. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a decent movie the whole time. No, well, it's not a decent movie. It's, the movie fucking sucked, but <laughs> <laughs> nice. it's, fun, it's a fun watch, man. I don't know. Story, lame. I don't know if there's social commentary supposed to be in there or if it was just like a just a product of the times, but product of the times from this month. Yeah, it was good. It was it was worth the time for the hour and a half or whatever it is. Hour 40, I think. Hour 45. But yeah. Hmm. I like how I'll suggest an IMDb. It's in the one person army category. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the FBI, CIA, nobody can fucking touch Jason Statham. It's so many. It's he's like John Wick or. Yeah, except for he's more ridiculous. You know what I mean? So because he's made of bees. <laughs> yes, he's the candy man. I feel like. Growing up and seeing movies where it's like the one man army, like this person's part of a clandestine military operation you don't even know about, but they can do anything, these super secret missions. And now I'm just thinking to myself like, oh, those are probably like tools used by evil people to do evil shit. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like. Like Eric Killmonger in Black Panther. Yeah, you're not keeping like good things off the books. No, that's what (laughs) the beekeepers do though. They protect the hive. They protect all America from whatever they decide is going to veer it off course. Like they have the power themselves to decide. It's like Minority Report. Kill whoever they want. Or like, oh. But don't watch it is what you're saying. No, I'd watch. Yeah, watch it. It's fun. It's a good time. It's a a meh. It's a good time. I'd I'd suggest it, actually. It's not a nah. It's not a yeah. It's not a meh. No, I'd suggest it because you'll be watching. You're like, what the fuck is? <laughs> why is that? How did he do that? It doesn't even make sense. It's so dumb, but it's it's a fun time. And hmm. then that, that's all I got for you guys. All right. Well, if that's all we got. Let's go ahead and move into the potty time vibe check. <sighs> yeah. Let me run a bubble bath for this vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Some no tears. Put on this silk robe. Some Mr. Bubble. (laughs) That's it. I couldn't think of what it was called. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Jesus Christ. Let's talk about a couple vibe things. I don't have that too terrible much to talk about this time. Yeah, we can cut it short. Taylor Swift at the Cheese Games? (laughs) No. Cheese Games? Don't let me go. I'd watch that. Dude, I told you guys about this. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the mic, but like, I'm a cheese fan. And they're in my algorithm. So I am getting all this Taylor Swift shit. <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm Look, I'm glad those kids are happy. I think that's awesome. But she's a deep state plant. Don't yeah, you know? That's a psyop, man. To get, they're going to, it's just to make people not vote for Trump. The Chiefs are going to win, and Travis Kelsey and her are going to be at center stage and like, vote for Biden. Yeah. It's like, Dude, what are you don't doing? You read the theories, what man. What are you doing because you won the Super Bowl? I'm voting Biden. <laughs> I hope the guy I just that think it's, That'd be great. it's hilarious that, that they're awesome. like, 
It's all Biden. He came up with this psyop to yeah, make the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. He's making Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs into a dynasty. That pathetic old senile man that you shouldn't yeah. vote for. And then they spent 15 years getting Taylor Swift to be this international phenomenon. <laughs> and you all fell for it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, what I love about those conspiracy theories is the amount of people who would have to be yeah, in on yeah, it yeah. would be thousands of people. And for such a long time. And nobody can keep their mouth shut. That's ridiculous. You're telling me no one talked. <laughs> it's the same thing with the fucking moon landing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, well, also the moon landing's a little different. Like, yeah, everyone knows it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows it's bullshit by now. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick tried to tell us in The Shining with the Apollo sweater. Okay, enough of this. We're going to get too deep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so today's PSYOP I wanted to talk about. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, God, I love it. I love how it's like, it, Taylor Swift is just there so the Chiefs can win. It's, they've been to six straight AFC championship games. And four Super like, Bowls in five yeah, years. Yeah, well, seriously. Yeah. Where were they when the fucking Patriots were winning? Where was the <laughs> PSYOP then? It's great. Whatever. And why are you, like, I love how the news is, look at this PSYOP. Like, look at this terrible thing they're doing. None of it is like, hey, maybe we should have policies that don't fucking suck so Taylor Swift likes us and brings all our Swifties. <laughs> no, <laughs> none yeah, of that there's talk. nothing. No, there's no changing that. Well, no, yeah. you can't fight the PSYOP. <laughs> you gotta fight it from the inside. I think we just found another t-shirt. You can't fight the PSYOP. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Make the weed skin and then make that. I'll buy both. <laughs> I feel like I can make that one a lot faster. Yeah, that one, well, either one you make, I want to buy one because don't fight the PSYOP. You can't fight the PSYOP is great. <laughs> You can't fight the side. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> With a picture of a Cyclops on it. Mm. No, no, no. It's got to have like a, a vaccine with microchips in it. All right. Taylor Swift microchips. <laughs> well, they're little albums of Taylor Swift that go in your blood. Well, we can't put copyright stuff on there. All right. No, they're just like little red 87s. That's all they are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to video games. Oh, that was a great <laughs> vibe. <laughs> Rocksteady, I should just close the vibe. Like, that's it. That's we're good. No, uh, Rocksteady Games finally, finally released another game. Uh, if you guys remember, they're the ones that did Batman Arkham games. Batman, yeah, yeah. Batman, Batman Arkham games. The last one being Arkham Knight. Sure, which I'm pretty sure is correct. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, they were great, and then they released a game called The Suicide Squad. Yeah, that wasn't great, right? Um, I'm hearing. Uh, a mixed bag of it. I think uh, the the best criticism I heard about it was that it has way too ma- too much shit on the screen at one time. Yeah, I saw pictures of screens like that. It's just way too much going. <laughs> was it like on. the like news from Idiocracy? Kind of. Yes. It's that version of a video game. Yes. And then, um, but the reason I wanted to talk about it, the reason I wanted to bring it up is right after it launched, there was a bug in it where people would start the story and it would automatically finish it. Oh, six nice speed run. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be. It was a six speed run. Yes, nice. uh, I just thought that was very funny. There, I, that's really uh, all I have to tell about. It. Eventually, they took the game offline. They brought down the servers and they fixed it. All right, cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I was looking at the game and I was kind of intrigued, but I like I don't want to play any more live service games. Is no, it like a squad yeah, shooter type it. thing? I don't get it. What is it? So you have four characters you can play as: uh, Boomerang, Harley Quinn. Uh, it's a Borderlands dude. Yeah, dead, dead, dead shot. Anyway, they each have, and, and the shark guy, they each have their own, like, moves and transversal, like, around the world, or, like, around the world of the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
They said the transversal around the world, like Deadshot has a as a backpack. Uh, the shark guy can like it's like the Hulk video games used to be, where you can like run and jump on stuff real fast. Okay. Um, so there's good things about it, and I like the idea of basically being a updated version of the Division Two that I can really sink my teeth into. But apparently, it's not that at all. It's just just like, money. The story's grab. not great. Yeah, it's just money grab. A daily objectives, like just. Apparently, there was also another article, and I'm paraphrasing here, but something said that every major studio is working on a live service game right now. Well, yeah, it makes some money. Yeah, well, they need to make more money, yeah. Sure, that's their business decision, and I completely understand it. I mean, Jesus Christ, look at Grand Theft Auto V and how much money that made. Yeah, or Fortnite. But, like, yeah, aren't we going to just saturate ourselves at some point where every game's a live service game and there's 70 of them out and people just can't play them all? Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll eventually be like, well, we're not making money now. Why don't we do like something like God of War and just give them one game and free DLC in a year? I haven't played that DLC yet. No, I did either. download. I downloaded that and I downloaded uh, Burning Shores, the Horizon Zero Dawn, or not Zero Dawn. Zero War West. West. Wild Wild West. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I downloaded it. I haven't played it yet. Actually, I'm gonna, I, I lied a little bit. I jumped into it and I tried to play it and I'm like, I forgot everything from yeah this game. i don't think i could go back to it like i'd have to start a game over and play for like 10 hours and be like okay now i'm remembering yeah 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 that's kind of like why i like waiting for things that are gonna have dlc because once you lose the feel for it yeah like i don't think i can go mm. back to elden ring it's yeah. why i jumped in the alan wake dlc and then even that was too hard and i was like fuck this yeah yeah you're right uh, other than like shooters maybe but they don't really have much dlc that's not like maps Levels, anyway yeah. and shooters are all the same anyway yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. Like, even the buttons are the same now. Like, they were. I love how now either the buttons are exactly the same or they will give you the option to just choose Call of Duty buttons. Like, that's just. Yeah. Everyone yeah. has a default control version like that. But yeah, that was the first thing we got through. And then uh, also, did you guys remember? I know I talked about this game. I doubt you remember it, but do you guys remember Skull and Bones? Yeah. No. The pirate thing. It was a pirate game that Ubisoft. It was like an open world pirate sim. People were really excited about it, especially like right after uh, the Assassin's Creed game, the pirate one. Yeah, black flag or whatever. And this one, it's six years later, has finally been revealed. So people were like, are they making this? Are they not making it? And, and Ubisoft the whole time was like, no, we're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> we're doing it. 2017, it was first announced. And so it's coming and out. And it's it's coming out. It, they're, they're making it. There's real things here. It say it launches February 16th. Oh, mm-hmm. so it's out. Probably. Definitely. Is it out? Yeah. Uh, it's been two weeks. Well, I mean. Yeah. It's been out for the last six days. How about that? It's uh, February 22nd. Today. Yeah. Go Chiefs for winning that Super Bowl. Way to go, chefs. Kicking ass. Awesome. Guys, I don't know if you guys are running into this. Um, I certainly am. But I am going broke every year buying all this Chiefs Super Bowl stuff. Yeah, yeah I, had that, just, I had that problem a while ago. I got over it. I'm going broke from buying fake packs of cards on video games. <laughs> yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I that needs to stop. I mean there was a um, there was a period in the the 2010s where it was just Pittsburgh stuff I had to buy every year and it was kind of annoying. Yeah, didn't you have to buy like Penguins and Steelers? Yeah, shit? yeah. two different teams I had to keep up with. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah. So you understand. So I, yeah, I do. I get it. Yeah, I never had that problem. So there you go. Skull and Bones came out the 16th. Um also I wanted to pick your brain about this doctor scientist what are your thoughts on this pal world game uh i don't know seems seems all right uh it kind of makes me want to play it a little yeah yeah i like, i mean i like uh catch them all games those are always fun yeah like monster rancher and shit yeah and like uh pokemon. smt games or even pokemon yeah. 
And I like kind of how they threw in the uh, Fortnite aspect to have those little guys do the working for you. Mm-hmm. I'm also like uh, building Sims and stuff. Those kind of so I, I, it's intriguing. Yeah, it's like a whole bunch of games, right? Yeah, it's it's basically Fortnite with Pokemon thrown in. Fortnite. It's uh, but it seems all right. And Pokemon and Fortnite mix. I don't know. I'd like to give it a try sometime. Called. Wait, it's a like battle royale. No. But like they, they build stuff like and then it's kind of it kind of looks like Fortnite. Oh, OK, OK. They call it Pokemon with guns, mm-hmm. colloquially speaking. But I thought it was very interesting because there's a lot of conversation about the game and how it's popular. And people are like kind of mad. It's like you rip it off Pokemon because some of these characters look exactly the same. But at the same time, it's very clear to everyone that Nintendo is never going to release a game like this. Yeah. Like if Nintendo ever. would take the time and release a game just like it, it would Sell like hotcakes. Yeah, I saw a bunch of yeah. people like complaining. They're like, why isn't Nintendo suing? It's only, it's just such a ripoff. And it's like, well, if Nintendo thought it was a ripoff, they would fucking sue. Yeah. In the United States, it's not. It's, I don't, maybe in Japan, they can get, I don't know Japan's don't copyright so. rules, but the United States, it's perfectly fine to do whatever they want. Yeah. It's a parody anyway. You could yeah. just say that. <laughs> yeah. But like, Nintendo is probably, if not the most litigious company. Yeah. Oh, in yeah. Video games. Yeah. They shut down fan sites. They don't give a fuck. No, they say fuck you, fans. Yeah. So they were they were saying how there's a lot of interesting talk about how Nintendo like this is geared for children, or you know the, that kind of violence with guns and Pokemon, or like killing other Pokemon is never gonna happen. Yeah, it's it's the game Pal World isn't really designed for children, but yeah, exactly. No, but I, like they'll never be an adult Pokemon no, game. No, like it's not gonna happen. Well, you make Pokemon fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that. Yeah, there it is. That's the vibe. <laughs> or they just, uh, they lay eggs, don't they? Pokemon do, yeah. So do you like blow it on the egg to fertilize it, or do you just bang yeah, it out like and that fish. creates the egg? What's this, how does this work? Well, we know what happens with the Pokemon, and if any ever really like existed, then I'm pretty sure we all know what Dr. Scientist would do. He fucks it. There we go. <laughs> And then that is all we got for the Plotty Time Vibe Check. Yeah, find the button. <laughs> all right, guys, let's get into this game. How about it? Yep, for real. We sh- wasted so much time again. Yeah. Well, more time than last game. <laughs> yeah, fucking Wow, man. all right. Better start keep doing this. Yo, cut some of this out and add it to a later episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have an episode of parts. Yeah, just cut yeah, out. Why not? Take a week off, maybe. Oh. People love anyway, that shit. <laughs> this game we're talking about today is called Psychonauts. I've nice. heard of this before. I heard of a Psychonaut. Never but, knew anything about this game. Well, is that what that they was, call like people who did acid? Uh, well, then I guess I'm the only one who played it. Yeah. Is that what they call people who do acid? I don't know. Cause that that'd be awesome. I think he's thinking of like men who listeric goats. Yeah. Well, that yeah, type of thing. Psychonauts. Yeah, that's kind of where they got the idea. Yeah. The game was released April nineteenth, two thousand. Five. Number one song in the country. Any guesses? And I'll give you a hint. It's my favorite song. Pharrell Happy? <laughs> it's the song I always bitch about that we all pretended that we liked back in 2005, and it was actually a trash song. Town with the Sickness? No idea, oh. man. I don't know what happened in 2005. Yeah. I'm thinking it's a song I like, and he just doesn't. I really don't think you do, but let's call Bentley while we're I, at I hate Town with Sickness. Let's go. Town with the Sickness is... Possibly the greatest anthem of our generation. <laughs> That's very clear. Hey, 
Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, Bentley. Hey, Bentley. What's going on, buddy? Oh, not too much. I'm just here in the bunker, you know, hanging out, working on code and such. Still waiting for Sly? Yeah, I mean, uh... I think he sent a letter, but I'm not sure if that was actually him. It might be a doppelganger. <laughs> no, not a doppelganger. It's a psyop, Brantley. Don't fall oh, for it. Oh, shit. It could be a psyop. I don't know. Do you guys know of any psyops? <laughs> uh, no, we don't. We don't at all, no, Bentley. How about you it. just, uh, let's stick to the song. Can you sing us the song? You betcha. This is a bagger. <laughs> I'll take you to the candy shop, <laughs> lift you like the lollipop, go ahead girl, don't you stop, How many times keep going till you hit the song. spot, You guys know what it is? Candy shop? It Fitty. is candy shop. Fitty? That's correct! Fitty, yeah. Fitty sent candy shop, and I always say how that, mo- that song's awful, and we all pretended it was good. I never thought it was good. Like as a society, because he came oh, out within okay, the club before this. Yes, as a society, we thought it was good. Well, it was a psyop. Everything's mm-hmm. <laughs> a psyop. <laughs> that, that'll be the back of the shirt. The Not front is you can't psy-op. fight the psyop. No, <laughs> you can't fight the psyop, and on the back, everything is a psyop. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, number one movie in the country, April nineteenth, two thousand five. Uh, any guesses? Uh, no, you, you won't get this. You're not going to get this. the The tagline is. The most dangerous person in the courtroom isn't the killer. Liar, liar. <laughs> no, that's a great guess. I don't remember this movie. I remember the name. I don't remember anything about it, so I'll just go ahead and read you the, right, the synopsis. Aaron Brockovich. Interpreter Sylvia Broom is at the United Nations when she overhears what she believes is a plan to assassinate the president of Matobo, Edmund Zuwani. When she alerts the authorities, Secret Service agents Tobin Keller and Dot Woods are assigned to the case it's not long before they decide that Sylvia herself is a suspect, having been formerly involved with both a guerrilla group in Motabo and the president's chief opponent. No idea. Yeah, fucking, I don't fucking know. It's the interpreter! You're still here? <laughs> You're st- yeah, I never hung up. I was just quiet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, it's the interpreter. Thank you, Bentley. Good I'm going to hang up Bentley. now. Take care, guys! It. Peace. You'd like that movie. Man, I just... Sorry, guys. I, I thought I hung up on Bentley. It was so weird that he was still here. But anyway, this day in history, April 19th, 1775. The shot heard around the world as the U.S. Civil War begins in Lexington, Massachusetts. That's not what happened. It's the shot heard around the world. Yeah, but the Civil War started at Fort Sumter. Did it? This started the Revolutionary off. War? What year do you say? I don't know. I 1775, I think. Yeah, that would have been yeah, the Revolutionary yeah, yeah. War. Wait, did I say Civil War? Yes, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I sure did. It was the Revolutionary War. You're right. <laughs> I don't want those psyops getting I was in like, wait, they started in Lexington? Is this the new not slavery reason again? This is round round two on the U.S. Oh, War. okay. It started oh, already. Right, 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 right. I would have swore that it started in Texas or Florida. <laughs> no way. They're invading their neighboring states. If anything, it started in like Oklahoma, <laughs> Louisiana. Anyway, this game was released for PC, Xbox, and PS2. It is a single-player platformer. Developed by Double Fine Productions and published by Majesco Entertainment. Mm. Dr. Scientist, you picked it this week. So mm-hmm. how about you uh, tell us what the game's all about? Well, the game's about our, a, a little boy named Rasputin Aquato. And he's a member of a circus troupe traveling family. And his circus troupe hates psychics. And he has psychic powers. So he kind of runs away and goes to this camp at Whispering Rock, I think it's called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they train psychonauts, and he's trying to get in that way. He awesome. kind of 
he kind of like breaks into the camp at on the at the opening bonfire or whatever they do at camps. And uh, so it's kind of like a summer camp version of like Xavier's school. Yes, of. exactly. Yeah. Okay. But he gets there and the teachers are like, well, we got to call his parents to come pick him up. We'll just let him dick around and do psychonaut stuff, I guess, until they come and get him. Mm-hmm. And it starts off with uh, Raz goes to his first class, which is with a guy named Colch Oleander, who is a former war vet, whatever. And uh, the main cycle in this game is you go to somebody and then you go inside their head and you walk around and do stuff inside their head. I love how you just throw a little door on their head. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Let me get in there. Yeah. It's like the first thing they do. And then that's how they test you. And uh, basically you go inside the coach's head and it's each level is inside someone's head and they're kind of specific to the person and their personalities. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of interesting. Like you those things to collect. He explains like figments, which are just kind of a collectible there. The figments of your imagination are there. And you can okay. find like emotional baggage and that's just another collectible. But there's also like little vaults hidden away. And if you catch up to them, you can find out like more about the person's past and like why they are the way they are. So all the secrets just like open more story. Yeah. You learn more about each character's brain you're in with the okay. more secrets. I like that. And uh, they're also the enemies are kind of like, they don't have any in the first level, but they're all kind of like things like a main enemy that you fight a lot of is called a sensor. It tries to fight things that aren't supposed to be in your head. And then there's other ones called like regrets and egos and stuff. And they're just various types of enemies. And they act kind of like that. So you go through the coach's head and it's basically a training thing. And you go through all this, teaches you the double jump, whatever, your normal uh-huh. platforming bullshit. And you get to the end and you walk down this tunnel and the coach yells like, hey, get over here. And he's like, all right, you passed the basic braining, basic braining class. And you get your basic braining merit badge. And everybody's kind of shocked because you just showed up and you're not really. Uh, not even supposed to be there. Yeah, you're not even supposed to be there. Just some random uh, circus kid. I do I do like how they made you a circus kid because it explains why you can do all the platforming stuff. Like yeah, I'll the, buy that. Well, I guess if he was an acrobat or whatever. Yeah, he is. I mean, he could have just been a shit shoveler. <laughs> the circuses famously have a, employ a lot of shit mm-hmm. Yeah, they have elephants. They used to back in the day. And basically you just run around and do camp stuff and whatever. And uh, you eventually meet this guy named Ford Cruller who he's kind of like an important psychonaut in the history of psychonauts. He started them, but he kind of something happened and his brain like fractured. And so he stays here because of a deposit called Citanium, which is like the currency in the game. And it keeps him kind of more grounded and acting. And he kind of like trains you and helps you out through the game. Citanium, if I'm not mistaken, came from a meteor that crashed on this land. Yes. Okay. And he, uh, he basically works for the psychonauts now and they, they monitor the world for psychic terrorism and kind of stuff like that. And he's like, and then he jumps inside your head and he's kind of like a psychic stowaway in your head. And you can, throughout the game, you can like summon him with bacon and stuff. And he comes out and helps you and tells you stuff. It doesn't really matter that much. Mm-hmm. So then you, uh, you get invited by one of the teachers, one of the counselors at camp. His name is Sasha nine. Nine. <laughs> he's kind of like this uptight sciencey guy. And he's like, I'll give you some, uh, advanced training. And he, so he lets you go first. He explains the collective unconscious, which is just a spot in the game where you can go and revisit worlds you did before. Oh, okay. It's like a, it's like a where a, a brain you visited is part of your con- unconsciousness now, and you can go there and travel. Makes sense. And then he's like, uh, "Well, let's go inside your mind, and see what's happening." And he goes inside your mind, and there's like a little circus thing there, and he stuff. And then a scary monster attacks, and he pulls you out. And he's like, "I don't know what's going on inside your head, but uh, it's not good. We'll have to figure it out and come back later." So blah, blah, blah. And then Sasha takes you inside his own brain 
And he teaches you how to fight the enemies that you're going to fight, the sensors and stuff and like that. It's pretty much a second basic braining. Yeah. And then you get like your side blast attack and punches and stuff. You get like, okay. you get other things like pyrokinesis and you, you fight enemies. It's an interesting little thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like he's going through a little thing and I forget exactly what happens, but Rasputin breaks the machine and, it's, and, it's, and Sasha's mind starts getting invaded by things. He's like, no, you can't be here to do this. Get out. So you and Sasha have to start fighting these sensors. And then eventually you help Sasha out. You get out of his head and he's like, all right, I'll give you the side blast merit badge. And then you can use side blast everywhere. I think it's a very interesting mechanic how you can like go into people's heads. You can do whatever level you fucking want to make. It doesn't exist for real. It's just in someone's head. And then at the end, it's like, oh, you did it. Here you go. Now you learned a new task. It's a good progression is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's good level design. Give them that. So you do some more camp bullshit. And then uh, you're supposed to go to a class with the other counselor whose name is Mia Vodello. And she's going to teach you about levitating, which is a great way to get around in the game. Mm -hmm. And she's kind of like in the middle of nowhere. And then Raz tells a story about how. His family was cursed by somebody, which is why they hate psychics. They were cursed by a psychic that they were all going to die in water somehow. Oh, so now you have fear of water. Yeah. It's also a good, it's not a good reason, but it's a reason that that you die when you land in water. Yeah. Yeah. So you, uh, on your way to this class, you come across a guy you've seen a couple times before. His name's Dogen. He's kind of like, he's kind of like a little weird and he's even more weird now. And he starts talking about TV and stuff and he's like, all right, whatever. When you first meet him, he says, yeah, I, Blew up a head once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The joke throughout the game and like side quests with him and stuff is that he kills animals by accident. Yeah. He's kind of like the guy from Mice and Men. Yeah. 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 Lenny with the rabbit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But uh, then you go to Mia's class and you go inside Mia's mind so she can teach you levitating. And her mind is just like this uh, dance club kind of thing. And she's doing what she's like, oh, you got it. Part of levitating is you can make a ball you can run on and make you speed up and stuff. And they do test of that. Mm-hmm. There's another part. You go back into your own mind for some bullshit, whatever. Climb town. You eventually find out that Dogen's brain's been removed somehow. What? Don't you see it like in a vision? Yeah. It's when you're in your own when mind. You're in it your kinda own brain, yeah. And they, when you see so, it. Well, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, so like in this world, the brain gets removed and the person can still like walk and talk and do things, but they're like mindless zombies. Yeah. Yeah, they just keep saying TV. But the brain is physically gone from their body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's kid logic. It's a fun bit. Yeah, makes sense. You repeatedly go into your own mind to see some stuff. How they, That's how the teachers are like checking your training. And that's when you figure out Dogen's brain's been taking. And Sasha's like, there's something interfering with us when we do this. I don't know what the energy is, but there's something weird going on that you're seeing these things. Right. And eventually, in your... In your own mind, you track, you're trying to track down Dogen's brain. You end up fighting a Dogen brain tank. Oh, yeah. And then you kind of look at the uh, blueprint for the tank, and you move it, and you end up in a white room, which is where you were at the end of the first level of the game, Colch Aleander's mine. <gasps> and Sasha, then, then you get pulled out, and Sasha's like, oh, we had to pull you out. We can't, like, can't like, keep doing this. Uh, we got an official psycho but not business on. Me and Mia are going to leave, and uh, we'll see you later. Sorry, Raz. And then him and Mia leave. Makes sense. Yeah, some psycho not thing, some psycho terrorism going on. They got to stop. So you do some other stuff and uh, you keep walking through ta- the, the camp and more kids' brains are missing. Like more of the people you come across, they're acting like uh, Dogen was like TV, TV. And eventually you meet up with Lily, who is a little girl in the game who kind of is sweet on Raz and is kind of like your partner doing through most of the game. They're kind of like yeah. camp boyfriend, girlfriend. Right. And then they both realize that the coach is taking people's brains 
and they don't know why. And then while they're standing there, a lake monster comes out and just grabs Lily and takes her away. Oh, no. <laughs> so you get in this bathysphere they have and follow the monster down. Because he can't swim because he'll die. Yeah. And you, you eventually end up going inside the monster's brain and realize that it was just a normal lungfish changed by stuff here, by the coach basically. Changed brainwashed. Him. Yeah, brainwashed into it and turned him into a monster fish. And mm-hmm. inside this fish's mind is a great thing because you're like a giant Rasputin Godzilla. Oh, yeah, yeah. All the fish are like, what the fuck? Yeah, and so you're going through and you're finding out that this this was just a normal fish. He doesn't want to kidnap people, but he's being forced to. And I, I like how they call him Goggalore, too. <laughs> and uh, they're like, oh, Goggalore is attacking the town and blah, blah, blah. And you're just smashed to the wings. And eventually uh, the hero, Coach Amara, which is Coach Oleander, just basically whatever, attacks and you eventually fight him and beat him and then you free the lungfish from the control of coach oleander oh good stuff okay and by freeing the lungfish the lungfish is so happy i mean he's still a monster but he's like hey anytime you want to cross this lake i'll take you over the lake there's an asylum over there which is where coach oleander always goes Mm. and he's like all right let's go what is the name is it lilith or something like that diane i forget what the yeah it's diane's name was like the the name my fam my people have given me it's diane I thought that was a fun bit. (laughs) So then you get transported to this insane asylum, which is just, it's run down. It's uh, abandoned, basically. Right. And there's still some people walking around. And there's, like, you need to get in, but the car, the keys, you need a key, and you can't get in. And there's a milkman there, and he's, like, trying to, like, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) His name's Boyd, the milkman. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. I have... A note here that says rainbow squirts. He says a lot of crazy things. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't remember what it was. But then to get the key to go in, you go inside the guard's mind. And this is widely regarded as a great level. And it is fun if you ever play it called the Milkman Conspiracy. Nice. It's the Milkman Conspiracy. It's just like MC Escher-esque with like neighborhoods, streets going around. And like you, he teaches you, you eventually learn clairvoyance because the, the Milkman keeps saying like, you got to see through my eyes. You got to see through my eyes. And in, in the game, the clairvoyance skill lets you see through other people's eyes. And when you go inside his head and see through his eyes, he's looking at you and everybody is a milkman. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I, that's and, fantastic. And he's like, and then you're going through his head trying to figure out why he's all these, all these conspiracy things. And then there's like someone in, the, in his mind is going to find it out and then gets shot from a book depository. And it's like all these weird like conspiracies coming together. Nice. We're talking about, <laughs> oh, here's where the rainbow squirts come in. That's right. Because he gets to the milkman chamber where the milkman is like resting. And it's like all these Girl Scouts called the rainbow squirts show up. Oh. And uh, you have to fight the leader. That's the, the boss of his brain. And eventually you awaken the milkman and he fights off all the invaders. And when you go out, he's kind of like normal-ish. And he's like, oh, yeah, the milkman, the, the milkman's done. The milkman's And he eventually just opens the gate for you. But if you ever, you should all play that game just for that level because that's a great level. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's funny you say it because I had a a, a dinner the other day. I ate a bunch of crayons and I had the rainbow squirts. (laughs) That was terrible. You better cut that out. That's what I was thinking when I wrote (laughs) rainbow squirts. Come on. Or no, maybe if you just eat too many uh, fruity pebbles. Skittles. Sure. Skittles. Anyway, (laughs) so he opens the gate for you. And uh, then you go inside the asylum and you get to you eventually find out that there's this guy named Dr. Lobato who's helping Coach Oleander take the brains out. So he, he's helping Oleander take the brains out. And Oleander's plan is to put the brains in tanks so he can fight off everything else. Obviously. 
So then to get, you get to this eventual e- the elevator and then there's like a nearsighted guy there who's like, I only let Dr. Roboto up. And he's like, you don't look anything like him. So basically the next three mines you go in, you eventually, you're just trying to get things to make yourself look like a Lobato enough to let this guy go up. And okay. you get, you get into this guy who thinks he's Napoleon. He's actually a descendant of Napoleon. Oh, obviously. And I just had him as like the French guy. Yeah, <laughs> Frenchman. And eventually you help him. Like he goes in his head and it's all like a war games with the Napoleon ancestors. And he gives you a straight jacket. Then there's a lady in the greenhouse who was a famous actress. Yeah. So you just, just kind of like lost her star. Right. So you're just helping all these people who are still wandering around this yeah. asylum. And then there's like, yeah, there's a painter named Edgar who was picked on in high school and he's still dwelling on about it. And you help him get over that. And eventually you make up enough that you fool the orderly. And he's like, all right, Dr. Lobato, I'll let you up there. So you climb up this thing and you eventually run into Dr. Lobato and his assistant, Shigor. And basically Lobato is making Shigor go and get these brains for him. And the doctor threatens to kill his turtle, which is how you know the doctor's evil. Oh, pokey Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm going to have some soup. Oh, dude. Turtle soup is so good, though. Mr. Pokey <laughs> Is that like a thing you can buy? Turtle soup? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. I just always thought that's what uh, fucking Shredder said to the, to the turtle. I will turn you into turtle soup. <laughs> uh, I've only ever had it once. and It was fucking delicious. Anyway. Then I can get some here. I don't think I could eat it. But anyway, you eventually save Mr. Pokey Lope. And uh, he's like, I got this plan that we can get back at Dr. Lobato and save all these people. Because, well, you, um, I also neglected to say that Dr. Lobato has Mia and Sasha and Lily. Yeah. Tied up in there. And he's removed Mia and Sasha's brains and Lily's is there. She's still working on it. But anyway, you eventually go through with his plans and you get Sasha and Mia's brains and you put them back in. And uh, then you free Lily. And it's kind of like the psychic battle between Mia and Sasha and Coach Oleander. And it's kind of funny because they're just pointing at each other like, it's, what is that? The psychic battles they have. He's like, I'm going to psychic battle you. <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. I can't, it's from a show, but <laughs> I know it does kind of what it is like that. And then through a comical series of events here, you accidentally blow up the asylum. You have, oh no! Yeah, like the like the comical milkman series of events. <laughs> well, the milkman accidentally turns the gas on, and then like the old lady is like doing something, and she doesn't. It doesn't matter. Actually, the old lady turns the gas on. The yeah. milkman finds a broken gas line. Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, I knew it was something. Like yeah, that. it was weird. But it wasn't like on. No, they turned it on somehow by accident. Yeah. Yeah, she was trying to grow plants, turn the water on. Yeah, she wanted to turn the water on and turn the gas on. Doesn't matter. Yeah, the place yeah, blows no, up. Yeah. So like, oh, and they're like, well, where did Oleander go? Where's his brain? And boom, it's inside of a death tank. No. And there's eventually, you fight the death tank, whatever. And then after you beat the death tank, Raz gets tricked with sneezing powder, which is how they get people's brains out in the game. They give you sneezing powder and you sneeze so hard your brain flies out. Dude, I sneeze so violently. (laughs) You know what it's like? Uh, yeah, I, I know exactly. Like, I am shocked my brain hasn't started leaking out my ears. <laughs> like, I sh- I sneeze so violently. I'm sure both of you guys have heard it before. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I sneeze so hard that people who just meet me look at me and go, are you fucking kidding me with that? <laughs> yeah, it does sound like you're faking it. It does. It really does. I know it does, but I swear I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you play as Raz's mind for a little bit here, and you get yourself into the tank with Oleander and then you kind of it kind of like mixes up Oleander and Raz's mind here and you play through this level and it's called Meat Circus. You keep saying tank. I think we should Yeah, we should I was thinking about clearing that up too. Like we mean a war military tank. tank. Yeah, 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 military yeah. tank. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not like 
There is a tank on top of the tank that yes. holds the brains. Yes. But they also are shooting things. Yes. But this is also a great level called Meat Circus. Okay. Yeah. And it's just, well, it's the circus part of Raz. And you find out Oleander's dad, butcher, dad was a butcher. Right. And okay. through this level, you find out that you, you kind of like follow Culture Oleander as a kid. And he always used to, I always used to have bunnies. And then his dad would kill the bunnies for food and it kind of fucked them up. That's fucked up, especially since he was a butcher. He could have got food from work. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you fight through that, and then eventually, like, a zombie version of your dad shows up because that's your kind of inner problems You're with your right. that. So you have to fight that. And then all of a sudden, Raz's real dad pops up, and he's like, Rasputin, what are you doing? He's like, I'm here to help you. And you find out that's where Rasputin's dad tells him that he also has psychic powers, and they've been trying to keep it secret because... They yeah. hate them. They hate psychics. Yeah. yeah. He's like, why would you? He's like, no, I don't hate psychics. He's like, let's just get your mind untangled here and we'll get you out of here. So the dad powers you up and you end up fighting like the zombie version of their dads and then the combination of the zombie versions of their dads. And then you eventually beat all those bad guys. And Coach Oleander's little kid brain is there with the bunny. And he's like, oh, he's all happy now. And when you get out. Mm-hmm. Coach Oleander's better. Oh, he's finally cured. He's not taking brains anymore. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I was in a bad place. You helped me get through that. <laughs> Thanks, Raz. And then Ford Cruller's there. And he's like, for saving the camp and all these kids' brains, I'll make you in a psychonaut. And like, yeah. Awesome. And then now that Raz has to leave with his dad, Lily and Raz say goodbye. And Rasputin gets his kiss that he always talks about during the game. Oh. And then all of a sudden, Sasha and Mia show up like, there's an emergency. Truman Zanato was kidnapped. Truman Zanato is the leader of the Psychonauts now. And like, Raz, Lily, come with us. Let's go. And then it kind of like goes off and there's going to be a sequel. Happens to be Lily's dad as well. Yes. Lily's dad okay. is the head of the Psychonauts. No wonder she's in there. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> in nepotism, am I right? Fucking for real. But uh, there is, that's the end of this game. There is a game where you go and save Truman Zanato. I believe it's a VR game. And then that game leads into Psychonauts too. But you're not going to talk about how the turtle and the fish reconnect at the end. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Sorry. <laughs> it's beautiful. Mr. Pokelope and Diane. It's beautiful, man. It's a great moment. You know what else was a great moment? That was a great moment. That was beautiful. We did it. <laughs> we got through the game. We completed it. So now it's time for final thoughts. Ooh. And uh, I guess we'll start with you there, Sir Chompslap. It's your turn. It's your day. For sure. Um, so, obviously, I'm going to ask you questions. I'm um, ready for them. Such as, did watching this video make you want to play Psychonauts? Oh, that's what I was going to say for my first line. <laughs> did the story work for you, or would you rather be eating garlic knots? Oh, I would be. <laughs> I mean, I would be, too. Right? <laughs> yeah, they're fucking great. And... uh what score out of 27 stars you think you'd give this ball of tots, as in tater tots, as in lost the thread? <laughs> <laughs> a ball of them, huh? Ooh. Never made a ball. You topped them up, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. All right. Did watching this video make me want to play the game? Uh, Not really. I mean, I, I like platformers and all, but nah, it's too dated at this point. It's fucking 20 years old. Almost. Yeah, I just, I mean, I like, I'll talk about the story in a second. <laughs> it, just I think it sounds like you're talking yourself into like, I might play it. Yeah, no, I, I know I won't. I don't, why, why do I kid well, myself? Well, it isn't, will you, because no, we won't ever play any of these. But. Yeah, but the story, did it work for me? I mean, 
basic level. Yeah, you're the the underdog out of nowhere who becomes the hero, saves the day. It's it works. The characters were fun. They're all wild, interesting, different. I like them. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. So yeah, I'd say it works. Okay. I don't think it was too hard to follow or anything. Whatever. <laughs> so yeah, story worked. Wouldn't want to play it though. So for the score, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a seven. It's average. I mean, the story's not anything to write home about, but I mean it still works. It's still good and it's solid. Solid seven. Okay. It's okay. a seven, all right. All right. So on the Scotchy, I got some questions for you bro all right let's have them did watching this video make you want to put a door in someone's head <laughs> okay <laughs> was this did the story have legs or was it did it arrive almost dead nice and out of 27 stars how many would you give this go ahead oh thanks for asking <laughs> um did watching this make me want to play the game? I mean, it certainly made me want to play the game more than not watching this, which I guess. <laughs> yeah, sure. I guess it did. That exceeded your expectations That's for gameplay. That's brilliant. I know I've heard the, the name Psychonauts before. Yeah, I never knew what it was about, though. Yeah, I definitely have seen like the cover to it, and I, I vaguely remember people speaking fondly of it. I just I just missed it back in the day. Right. So I, I was glad to watch the story and, and kind of see what it's all about. Um, if they came out with a new one, I would probably buy it or, or take a serious look at it because it looks fun. Yeah. Um, did watching this video make me want to play it? I mean, kind of, just because it seems like they they whipped together a very interesting world of uh, of like going into people's brains and the mechanics and learning the things, which I understand and that makes sense. I it, And I'm kind of interested on what would they do for a sequel? Would it just be this game again where you're jumping into people's brains and finding out things or would it be like a whole new gameplay mechanic or a whole new style who knows so yeah that might be interesting to look at one day so um yeah i guess the story worked for me i like the characters the kids were fun but not annoying um the adults were very stereotypically like this is a thing in in kids stuff where the adult the adults are well-meaning and smart, but they never let the kids get involved ever because it's not safe. Right, and uh, right. at the end of this game, just like everything else, they make him one of the Psychonauts. So, yeah. Um, score out of 27 stars. It's tough because I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, the game, the story. But it's really not that much different than things we've seen before. Yeah, it's pretty boilerplate. Um, but because the characters were so charming and Raz Ra- is very similar to the word Riz and he had a ton of Riz, I'm going to give it a nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time anyone said Riz on this podcast, I think. Riz yeah. gave it an extra point. Yeah, yeah. Raz's Riz gave it an extra point. So All right. how about you there, Dr. Scientist? Chump Slap has some questions for you. Oh, oh I like how you did that. <laughs> Outsourcing. Uh, fuck. Did watching this video make you want to become a psychonaut? Did the story work for you very well, or did it not? And out of 27 stars, how many would you give the plot? Oh, nice. That could be the best one that has ever been done. <laughs> very smooth. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, would I play it? Probably. I played it before. I don't think I platinumed it, because you'd probably have to catch get all the, uh, all the collectibles. All the secrets and everything. Yeah. yeah. But it was fun. The story worked for me. I mean, the story is kind of just normal. You're, you save the camp when you get there. Uh, I do like the characters and when you play it, you learn a lot more about the characters because you go, you're inside their heads and you can see all the stuff. Yeah. yeah. And when you, if you find all the the vaults, you, why the people are the way they are. And it's kind of nice. Kind of is a little flippant with uh, 
mental health issues because you just save people by doing things. But yeah, but that's just who you are in their head. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it it was all right. I think it's a slightly above average story. I'm going to give it an extra point because of the Milkman conspiracy because that level is phenomenal. So I'm going to give it 10 stars. Nice. Now, okay. That you said that, I'm like, why don't they just psychologists, psychiatrists, and just helping people all the time? Because then you can't do things like pyrokinesis and telekinesis. Well, they could learn that too. But, I mean, they could just help so many people. <laughs> but they're fighting psychic point. terrorism. I get it. But that saves so. just as many people. I mean, it's just regular terrorism, right? They're just going into the psychos heads and being like let's go ahead and make you not a psycho anymore i don't know right we don't we never see him really fight a terrorist well no but he goes into like uh what's his name oleander said turns Mm -hmm. that situation around yeah that's what i mean that's oleander was a psychonaut who kind of just lost it yeah he was going to become a psycho terrorist yeah okay whatever that's it that's all i had to say about that (laughs) how many points was that (laughs) all right well that then gives us a total score of 26 all right that's about our average yeah that's a good one it's an average score. We shockingly don't have many scores between 25 and 30. But uh, Ratchet and Clank deadlocked, we gave a 28. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, I'd say that. Okay. The worst Ratchet and Clank game. Uh, Resistance 3, we gave a 23. I don't remember that at all. No. I remember Resistance 3. I don't remember the Wait, game. Wait, that's the one where it was cold in New York, right? Yeah, yeah. You were yeah. like starting in the Midwest. And you had to go to New York to restart the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or Dread Out had a 24. I don't remember that game at all. All dread out. It was great. What was it? It was twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> was that the one where you were kids in a yeah. oh no, no, no. It's the, the one where you're in the Who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking a look right now. Were you in like a car at the beginning and you ended up in like a town in the middle of nowhere? It was weird. It was some type of And there was a horror. ghost chasing after you. Linda makes it outside on what appears to be a tropical island. We get the title card. Oh, is this the one with all the kids in the high school? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, all right, yeah, yeah. It's where their car breaks down. They're like, where are we? And it's like, I don't know, let's go check out this building. And they all go, and then the kids get missing. And Yeah, like yeah. the bus breaks down on a fucking bridge that's torn down yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Man, that was crazy. None of us remembered that one. I know. Well, right? Dr. Scientist almost at it. He almost, was right yeah, there. I was close. <laughs> I think I was mixing it up with another one, but... All right. All right, whatever. Well, if you even if you want to feel even worse about it, we did that uh, less than a year ago, and none of us had any recollection of it. Do I'm sure if you quiz me, I don't remember any of these. There's a lot where I look at this list, especially in the first two years, where I'm like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, exactly. Anyway. But uh, anyway, let's wrap this episode up. We did our final thoughts. We gave it a 26. Dr. Scientist has a topic he wants to discuss to wrap this up. What do you got for us? Well, uh... I was reading an article about okay. the late, great Carl Weathers now. Rest in power. Yes, rest in power. And uh, it was about how his character in Arrested Development was his idea. Because he's like, do you remember his character in Arrested Development? He's always the, the super fir- cheap guy. That's the first thing I said to somebody. Yeah. Like, when he, they're like, who's Carl Weathers? Like, he's in Arrested Development. He took the suit, the bones, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. he put those <laughs> bones, he put them in a pot with some vegetables. You got yourself yeah, a you stew. potato in, you got yourself a stew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, because yeah. I, I read the article and it was like, he didn't want to make just Rocky jokes the whole time. And he's like, can I do something else? And then Ron Howard was like, yeah, man, you can do whatever you want. And he's like, I just want to be super cheap. <laughs> That'd be funny, right? <laughs> he was. He was fucking awesome in there, too. But yeah, yeah, he was fantastic. I, I remember him probably mostly from... Uh, Predator? Predator, yeah. Yeah. I don't know Where why I stumbled on one of the greatest movies of all time. He acted against two former governors. <laughs> 
That's, that's a wild statistic. That is so ridiculous. Weird. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah. 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 Like, it's completely true. But all I wanted to say was uh, rest in peace, Carl Weathers. Yeah, great guy. Absolutely. If you ever want to learn how to be cheap, just watch Arrested Development and his character. What did you guys think of the first season back? The one that was kind of told out of order from I each like person. Oh, I liked it too. Is that the one where everyone had their own story? Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. followed them around. I thought it was cool. Because a lot of stuff happens, then you find out later why it happened. Yeah. I like how they just, yeah, they made it different and it was fun. I also, I remember they uh, re-released it. Not re-released it, but they had another release where they put the episodes in more of an Arrested Development style of, like, they recut it. Yeah. Didn't they do, like, one long movie or whatever with it? Something like that. I didn't like it as much. I don't know if I even watched that. Actually. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. Something like that. Yeah. It was pointless. It was, it was released else, but like in order or yeah, something. Yeah. Was that the season with the maritime law where they have it at like a red lobster? <laughs> the court oh, case at a red lobster? Was that that one? Or it might have been the season after, but. I think it was the season after. <laughs> the Cinco de Cuatro. <laughs> Cinco de Cuatro. <laughs> I, I, it always makes me laugh too, that show, when I think about it, because there's that one episode where everyone's like, I, I, can't, I can't be here. I got to go to work. And all the kids are like, it's spring break. <laughs> like they're treating it like a real adult holiday yeah it's like what do you mean you're working this week it's spring break uh, good i just show. thought that was very that funny was and every show. time i reference it no one's like no one gets it i should watch all. that all again it's a yeah. good one it's been fucking forever since i seen yeah it. i probably haven't seen it since the last season came out yeah yeah exactly did you see uh will arnett at the nhl all-star game no no he was one of the uh coaches one of the celebrity coach captains guys oh cool and he's just, he's a huge fan of hockey and he's like talking to people and well, did you see the, the Buble on, on mushrooms? Did you see that part? No. Okay. You guys are going to want to see that YouTube video. Do you know who Michael Buble is? The singer? Yeah. yeah. Did a, He was also one of the celebrity coaches, a different one. And he did a press conference and he's like, yo, um, my friend said he was going to give me a microdose of mushrooms, but this is way too much. And I'm <laughs> tripping on mushrooms right now. Was he really tripping though? Yes. He uh, says he was. I all mean, right. We'll watch you can that see it on you, YouTube. If you watch the video we talked about, what I remember it was. <laughs> well, I, that's when not you edit help. this, when you edit this, you'll know. Okay, yeah, I'll fire it up when I edit it. Sure, but you got to watch Michael Bublé on shrooms, and then they interviewed Will Arnett during the thing, and he's like, "I'm having a great time, not like as great as Bublé." Can I talk about that? Is that out there? <laughs> he like didn't realize he was live on the broadcast, and the person's like, "Oh yeah, it's definitely out there." It's like, "Oh okay," but he was like, oh, "Yeah, I'm such a big fan of hockey. It's amazing to be here in Toronto. I just met Wendell Clark in an elevator." I'm like, what a nerd! Yeah, sounds like one. It was the right. Ninja Parade. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'll check that out. Good thinking. Way to way to pull that back. Thanks. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was I racking hockey, my brain, and then my brain just went to something else. Ninjas, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ninja Parade slips by town unnoticed once again. Yep. All right. 16 years ago. Fuck her out. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll close it out. Let's say uh, some people really, really love how at the end of every episode, we're just talking about a random topic and not doing bits. Where could they send all that love in an email to Search Home Slap? Well, you could send that to the person who will read it, me, at plottytime. At gmail.com. That's right. 100% guaranteed response rate has never let anyone down with his email response. No. And if you well, give me a topic for my week, I'll fucking use it because I don't want to think of something myself. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And if uh, people want to get to us faster on the socials with more fan art and swearing, where would they do that, Dr. Scientist? Tell us all your psyops and send it to <laughs> at Plotty Time on Instagram or Twitter or start a psyop thread on our Reddit page. Ooh. Well, let's get them all in there. I want to know them all. 
Yeah. Yeah, I want to hear got all your conspiracies on thiops. Psyops. I got thiops. my go bag ready to go. Nice. Thiops. That's a little too sexy. Thiops? Yeah. <laughs> so I just I tried to say psyops and I said thiops. Ooh. All right. What it, we'll we'll keep going. You can go to YouTube, this like and subscribe there. 18 plus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really helps us out. You can uh go to our eBay store, which is playtime.com. And buy a slap shirt. I am great at putting up shirts that we talk about on this podcast. That about does it for us. So as always, shout out to Blaine JJ, Drago the Slago, Gamers Little Playground, I am Panax, and Louise Guzman. More importantly than all that, do not trust Dr. Scientists, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.